Hello, and welcome to the Space Weather Facts and Forecast podcast. I'm Isaac Brigham, amateur space weather enthusiast, and I'll be giving you the current space weather conditions, the forecast for the upcoming week, and telling you all about the fascinating space weather phenomenon. Stay tuned. For once, the solar activity has mostly calmed down. In the past week, only two M flares have been observed, as well as minor C flares, and the launch of coronal mass ejections has slowed greatly. Currently, there are only two numbered active regions on the Earth-facing disk. However, one of them could still be a threat for flares. Region 3272, in the southeast quadrant of the Sun, recently appeared over the east limb, and has a fairly complex beta-gamma magnetic layout. Since its appearance, it has given us two moderate M-flares, neither of which will affect Earth due to the region's location. As we move into next week, the region 3272 will start to enter an Earth-facing position, and we could definitely see more M-flaring activity from it soon. A good region to keep an eye on, as any CMEs it produces will likely begin to be Earth-directed. There are a couple of filaments in an Earth-facing position. Nothing has erupted yet, but those also should be monitored for CMEs in the days to come. As for coronal holes, there is one small coronal hole, number 91, facing us, but as it is small and northerly, I wouldn't expect more than a small solar wind enhancement, with possible active KP4 conditions arriving around Tuesday. Moving to the current geomagnetic conditions, we're only at a KP1, and the solar wind data is weak or moderately weak. The hemispheric power is at 24 gigawatts in the north and 25 in the south, making for a very small auroral oval. I expect this quiet pattern to continue at least through the weekend, until the small coronal hole high-speed stream arrives, but even that shouldn't get us up to more than a KP4. However, there is a chance that an Earth-directed CME will be launched, either from a flare from region 3272 or from a filament eruption, and if this did occur, the forecast would greatly change. So for aurora chasers, well, it looks like we're into a fairly quiet stretch, except for a possible enhancement on about Tuesday that could give some shows to northern latitudes. For those at mid-latitudes, you're unfortunately just going to have to watch and wait to see if a CME might be launched in the upcoming days. Thanks for listening to the forecast. Now it's time to talk about this week's featured space weather phenomena. In this episode, I'll talk about a phenomena that sometimes occurs along with auroras, Steve. Steve, short for Strong Thermal Emission Velocity Enhancement, is a band of purple or white light that can occasionally be seen stretching across the sky from east to west, often in conjunction with the aurora and at lower latitudes than the aurora. To the casual observer, it might appear as simply a purple aurora, but it is known to be a separate phenomena. Steve was formally discovered in 2016, when members of the Alberta Aurora Chasers Facebook group began noticing odd purple streaks in their photos. However, there is evidence from drawings to suggest that Steve has been observed since as early as 1705. The phenomenon was dubbed Steve by the group in reference to a scene in the 2006 animated film Over the Hedge, 
where the characters give the name to a mysterious hedge that appeared overnight to make it seem more harmless. Scientists later invented the acronym, Strong Thermal Emission Velocity Enhancement, to fit the name. After its discovery and naming, reports of Steve exploded on Aurorasaurus, a citizen science platform where users can post aurora sightings. The mechanisms behind Steve were unknown at first. Some thought it might be due to particle precipitation, where showers of particles excite atoms in the atmosphere, making them glow, as in the case of normal aurora. By correlating amateur observations with satellite and magnetospheric data, however, scientists determined Steve was a jet of super-hot particles traveling at hypersonic speeds in the upper atmosphere fast enough and hot enough to make them glow. The jet is often approximately 25 kilometers wide, getting up to temperatures of 3,000 degrees Celsius and speeds of 6 kilometers per second. It is now known that Steve accompanies a phenomena that scientists have known for longer, a subauroral ion drift, or SED. A SED is a latitudinally narrow band of fast and hot westward-flowing particles that forms below the auroral zone as a result of substorms. Prior to Steve's discovery, SEDs were not known to be associated with optical emissions, but now it is known that a particularly strong SED can form a Steve. Another interesting event that sometimes occurs with Steve is a picket fence aurora. Picket fence aurora looks like rows of green bars of light in the sky, similar in color but different in shape from normal aurora. Often, but not always, Steve can be observed right above a picket fence aurora, and the two almost certainly do have a connection. Picket fence auroras are thought to be created by particles raining down in eddies spiraling away from jets of high-speed particles. Since Steve forms from jets of high-speed particles, the two events are often seen together. Steve and the aurora may seem similar, as they are both optical phenomena in the upper atmosphere, but beyond that, there is little similarity. The aurora forms from solar particles showering into the atmosphere and making its gases glow. Steve, however, forms from a stream of glowing, fast-moving, and high-energy particles already in the atmosphere. While the aurora can last for hours, and go through phases of brightening and lessening, Steve typically lasts for 30 minutes to an hour, and then fades away. Also, Steve is usually found at lower latitudes than the aurora, making it easier to spot from low-latitude Canada or the northern U.S. Steve does often appear with the aurora, so your best chance of seeing it will probably be during a geomagnetic storm, when the aurora is already active. Wait for the lights to brighten. Then, around 30 minutes later, you might catch the purple-white streak stretching from east to west in the sky. And if you do see Steve, you can always post your sightings to Aurorasaurus, as it helps them get accurate data to forecast the lights. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe and share it. This podcast will be available on the second Saturday of every month on major podcast platforms. See you next time.